Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that this message will bring healing and encouragement to you. Enjoy this week's message. This morning, we thank the Lord for, for the theme, and we need to see ourselves. All right. I, I was just worshiping God, and, and as Pastor Ruben was singing that song, Let's Raise a Thousand, Hallelujah. I wonder, you know, the Lord kind of uh, dropped this in my heart. I wonder how many of you see the pandemic as a test, as a trial? How many of us see this pandemic as a test, as a trial? And we know this pandemic has affected a lot of people. And that's why this morning I'd like to speak to you shortly on either you bloom or you doom. Bloom, the word, has to do with a flower opening up. Nice to see a flower booming. And there are situations in our lives where we can just glow, we boom. We come across someone we've never seen for many years, and then you see them again, you say, wow, you are blooming. Everything about you is glowing, everything about you is radiating. Or, we live under this dark cloud, this cynical world, become a skeptic, and we say we are doomed. There is no hope for our country, some of you have said. And the way this politics is being played out in this country, there is no hope. We are doomed. So this morning, the choice is actually yours. How you see yourself, how you perceive yourself is very important. You either bloom or you are doomed. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, you are either, you either bloom or you are doomed. Amen. And choose to bloom. Alright, choose to bloom. And, 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 and I'd like to share with you this morning uh, on this topic which the Lord has dropped upon my heart. And uh, so, let's start. Let's start with a question. What do these people have in common? The answer is really there, actually. So it's not a question anymore. All right? Uh, since my wife put it up there, actually, I thought the line would come out, but it's all appear in one slide. <laughs> this is like asking a question and then giving the answer also. Nehemiah, Esther, Daniel, what do they have in common? And the answer is they were Jews in exile. Jews in exile. 70 years of exile, the people were scattered all over the surrounding nation. But they were not doomed. They bloomed. They were blessed. They prospered while they were in exile. They accomplished great things while they were in a foreign land. They fulfilled the purpose of God while they were there. And so, it's important for us to realize, just as these individuals, and there are many more as we go along. And this morning, perhaps, let me go to the second slide. 
Perhaps you feel like some of these people. And what are they? They have no control over the circumstances in their lives. All of them were taken against their will. Daniel, in chapter 1, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and all the young people, when the Babylonian came and invaded, they took them away. They have no say in this matter. And, and what else? They didn't blame God. They were forced to adopt foreign names, forced to learn foreign language. Some of them even forced to be slaves. Like later we will talk about the young maid that served Mrs. Naaman. Is a young girl from Israel, it is said in 2 Kings chapter 5. Forced. Taken against her will, separated from a loved one, ended up as a mate to a Syrian commander. They didn't blame God. In fact, later we will discover that this young girl continue to testify about the goodness of God. Similarly, there are many of us here, we have no control over many things in our life. This pandemic has definitely revealed that there are many things in our life that we don't control. In fact, one of the biggest challenges of this pandemic is that we lose the sense of control. Borders are closed, business are affected, they were doing very well, and because of this pandemic, you know, they are closed and they are affected, thousands have been retrenched, lives have been destroyed, thousands and thousands of lives were destroyed during this pandemic, there is no control, and if that is not bad enough, and then the climate change, the weather, the flood came, uh, you know, many years ago, we were saying in Andalas, and then we said maybe we should change to Bukit Tinggi. Bukit Tinggi too. And then two months ago, we found out the Bukit not very tinggi. The flood came, and then, you know, my house was under six inches of water. And so Tinggi is not Tinggi. And, and you find there is no control. And, and I remember immediately, you know, uh, we were in the botanic cell, they were partying because Dato uh, David Partman organize a, a big Christmas do uh, in, in a yacht club and everybody was playing game and the food haven't got started yet. Actually, I was there only for the food. Yeah. And, and then my mate called and said, ma'am, 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 water has come in. And so we had to leave before the food started. And, and, and actually, many of our cell members are so happy that Pastor Allen is leaving so that they can be more relaxed. And, and, and so they were partying and... and, and and when I went to the car park in a yacht club, well, I found out, wow, the car park was already flooded. Took me almost one hour from Port Klang to reach home because every wanted to come back. Is this working? None of them wanted to come back. Uh, uh, later, I had a last laugh because after the parting is over, they went back, their house was all flooded. <laughs> and I feel like saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and who would have thought? And for the first time, 
my son-in-law said, you know, you can apply for bantuan, you know, bantuan. I said, what is that? He said, never mind, I feel for you, I feel for you. So my, my son-in-law fill up and, and then on Friday night, Friday night, I receive a call from Pajabat Tana Klang. Mr. Allen, you ada receive text ka? Ada? I told her, ini scam ka? He said, no, no scam. You, besok pagi, hari Sabtu, you must datang pejabat tanah. Ini bukan scam. He said, bukan. Ramai orang. Ramai. So, 9 to 2. So, 9 to 2. Yesterday, I had a full day. I got a house dedication. I had people coming to my house and, and a lot of things. I was like, half the mind not going. Uh, anyway, they say, gola, gola. Government giving money first time. So when I reached, I reached the Pajabat Tana, queuing up with hundreds of people under the hot sun. Under the hot sun, I was like, oh yo, whether should I stay on this queue? Because it's hardly moving and I have people coming to my house. I, I, I was like, you know, Lord, what am I doing here? Very, 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 very humble to queue up for Bantuan. Actually, I was more scared for people seeing me. But man, you also here. And then I found out a few of my neighbours from Bukit Tinggi and Ambang Botanic and I was a bit relieved that uh, this pastor is not so cheapskate. <laughs> so as I was queuing up, wondering whether I should leave the queue or not, and then the Rela came out, they said, pointing to all those, I say, I, I, I walked towards him and said, ni apa? Warga emas. I said, warga emas. Yeka. Would you see? Oh, above 60. So quickly we went into the hall. Wagga Amas. First time I had the privilege of Wagga Amas. <laughs> and queue up, queue up, queue up. And then I was told you get a thousand from Slangor State. First time in 62 years I get anything. Found out it was more than 1,000. 1,000 from Slangor, 1,000 from Kroaga, Malaysia. So I got 2,000. First time. Don't clap prematurely. But the problem with me is I share good news with people. And then the watchers all came. You know watchers? Say, Pastor, you got this blessing, what are you going to do? We can assure you, you know, if we call for a makan, it won't be more than 2,000. And then... In order. <laughs> but thank God. Alright. How, how do I get into that? Huh? Or oh, the flood. The flood. Hundreds of people were affected. They were not prepared. And so, this morning perhaps, you feel like that. Sickness just invaded. Some of us got COVID. Some of us got something else. No control. It just came unannounced. We were terrified. Some of us, we wake up one morning and our marriage is gone. There's no control. Some of us, we wake up one morning and we found out situations in our family has gone bad. No control. And sometimes we like to take the blame. 
What could I have, have I done better? Could I have made a difference? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? And some of us even take one step further and blame God. God, why do you allow this sickness to come? Why do you allow my marriage to turn bad? Why, why, why? You see, just like these Jewish people, Ezra, Nehemiah, Daniel, and, and, and we can just go on, they have also reason to get angry with God. They have no say in the matter. One day life was good. The next day, a foreign power invaded their country and took them, separated them from the family. And the next day, they end up in a country they don't speak their language. Alien, culture different. And the worst part is, forced to serve. Forced to serve. And so, these people, Nehemiah, Esther, Daniel, and we can just go down the list later, they can decide to have this mentality like some of us will have, we are doomed. We are doomed. Or they can decide. Yeah. Not picking up too well. Huh? Oh, okay. Test, test. Uh, is this better now? Pastor Ruben said I moved too much. Okay. Where was I? <laughs> All right. Or they decide, well, I may be in an alien foreign land. I may be a victim to all this. But you know what? God is still with me. God has not forsaken me. God is faithful. I can, with God's help, bloom. And these people bloom. Not only bloom, they serve the purpose of God. So let me go on to the next text. They grew stronger and better. Nehemiah didn't stay there as a slave. We read, those of us who read the book of Nehemiah, you read, he grew up the rank to become a cup bearer to a king. A cup bearer is a very trusted job office because kings those days have a lot of enemies and they resort to poisoning food. Then Nehemiah was one of the most trusted palace officials. A cupbearer served the king in wine, in food, and if the enemies want to poison the king, the cupbearer must be the one that tastes it first. So if there's any foul play, the cupbearer will lay down his lie for the king. And so we read Nehemiah chapter 1, when the news of his people, the plight, of the Jews in Israel reached him, he was devastated. Now he could have, he could have adopted another attitude. That country has nothing to do with me. Yes, I was born there, I was raised there, but because of circumstances now, I have adjusted my life to this country and I have done well. 
I am serving the king. Well, forget about these people. I can just carry on. But the news of his countrymen devastated him, broke his heart. If you read Nehemiah chapter 1, he was broken, he fasted, he prayed four months. We were told four months he waited and prayed, God, do something. Hey, can I do something? And by the time we reach chapter 2, in the month of Nisan, and then we find four months later, while he was serving the king, actually there is a rule that say when you serve the king, you must never have a set countenance. And unfortunately, the, the, the plight of his countrymen affected him. And as he was serving the king, the king noticed his set countenance and pointed out, this is in chapter 2, he says, you know, is everything okay with you? And then he asked for mercy and says, oh my Lord, I, 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 I forgive me, you know. And then he related to the king the situation that was happening in his country and God gave favor, God gave resources, God gave soldiers, God gave, you know, all that he needed. And with that, Nehemiah took a trip back home to, to Israel and rebuilt the wall. So Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah is about rebuilding the wall. In those days, if you don't have wall, you don't save anything because foreign powers will invade. There is no protection. There is nothing that holds the enemy back. And so Nehemiah grew stronger and became a blessing. He could have said, you know, nothing to do with me. Or I am fine here. Thank you very much. You are on your own. No, he decided to be God's servant in that hour. Can I hear amen? Daniel, if you read Daniel chapter 1, same thing happened to him. What happened? Foreign power invaded Israel, took all the bright and cream, cream of the crop, all the bright students and take them to their homeland so that these people can be trained in language, in intelligence, so that they can serve. So Daniel were among the many hundreds and thousands that were taken against their will. And it is no fun. Let me tell you, when you are removed forcefully into a country, you have to adopt a foreign name. Daniel, his name was something else. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were names given by their foreign master. And they were all there. But you know what? They didn't get bitter. They didn't get angry with God, they still purpose in their heart that they will still serve God. And to cut the long story short, what's the book of Daniel about? The book of Daniel is about the life of Daniel and his three friends. They served the purpose of God. He was promoted to be the third highest palace ranking official. God gave him favor in the eyes and not only that, if you read the book of Daniel, he served four empires. He outlived the first king. He went on to leave and serve the second king. He went on to leave to serve the third king. And he went on to leave to serve the fourth king. All the while, he served the purpose of God. And he is the one that gives us the vision. He is the one that tells us the end times. He is the one that was used by God to interpret the events that will eventually come to pass in our days. 
Wow. Was he doomed? No, he bloomed. Let me go on. Esther. Now if you read Esther, it's the same thing. Esther chapter 2, verse 17, you read. Again, she was a young girl, taken against her will, no say in the matter. Circumstances was forced on her and she was taken to serve in the king's palace. What happened? She knew the purpose of God. In fact, if you read the key words in the book of Esther is this. Mordecai, her uncle, reminded her. Esther, you have come to the kingdom for such a time like this. The one reason you are here and she was promoted to be queen. Not bad for a Jewish girl to be queen. And then when the enemy plotted to wipe out the Jewish race, Esther was placed there. And Mordecai, her uncle, said, Esther, remember, whatever happened in your life, you have come to, a, to the kingdom for such a time like this. You know what Esther's reply is? Because nobody during those days can simply walk into the presence of the king. And Esther said this, You pray, if I die, I die. And with that, she went and approached the king. And the king heard about the plot. And the Jewish nation, the race, was saved. Hallelujah. Was she doomed? No, she bloomed. Amen. All of you look very gloom. Hallelujah. They never forgot, the third thing is, they never forgot who they were while they were in exile. They believe in God. They believe in His purpose. I just read that. Who knows? You have come to the kingdom for such a time like this. This morning, maybe some of you sitting here, who knows? Whatever that has happened in your life, who knows? God's sovereign will will be done in your life. Who knows? God can use a sickness and turn it around. Who knows? Nobody knows. Who knows that your marriage that have turned bad, God can still turn it around and bless you irregardless whatever happened. Who knows? Esther believed that. Nehemiah, comfortable, but this is what he said to the king. King, send me back that I can rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Send me back. And the king said, go. Gave him letter of authority, gave him letter that can demand timber, letter that provides security, so Nehemiah didn't go back alone. He went back with an entourage, resources to rebuild the wall. Let me go on. Daniel, when he was promoted and when he was blessed, 
you must understand jealousy comes in when people see you prosper when people see you doing good there is always the jealous eyes and so soon daniel had enemies again we read he was thrown into the lions den and that's why to this day we get to read this story god shut the mouth of the lion hebrews chapter 11 listed the the, the heroes of faith and in mention in passing because god through faith shut up the mouth of the lion he served the purpose of god what else shadrach meshach abednego daniel's companions same thing happened just as they were promoted king granted favor god blessed them and usually in blessing there will be jealousy same thing they divide the plot that these people must worship and then they were thrown into the lions den but the people didn't forsake god and even though we were thrown in the king saw there was a fort man with them in the fiery furnace hallelujah is it sometimes god is our fort man amen god is our fort man and you go greet on further this character is even older joseph again jealousy last night i preached in the installation sometimes when you have the call and the gifting of god it has nothing to do with hierarchy joseph was number 11 out of 12 brothers the youngest is benjamin but he he was the one with a dream he was a dreamer problem with him he wasn't very wise he share his dreams and he talk about the days with his brothers thinking that the brothers were rejoice with him say you know guys one one day i had a dream i saw you know there were you know 11 stars all bowing down before me <laughs> your brothers say you're dreaming too much and i hit him on the head and, and and later he had another dream the sun and the moon bowed down before him and he kept sharing his dream until the brothers cannot take it anymore they decided to silence him not only decide to silence him they put him into a pit left him to die and then later one of the brothers said no let's not do that let's sell him as a slave to the egyptian let's soil his garment the coat of many colors with blood let's tell father that an animal have got to him and poor father live with a lie for 20 some years believe that joseph died and the brothers cook up this story you know the long story and joseph was sold into egypt and then became a slave to mr and mrs potiphar 
and uh, falsely accused because she refu he refused to lie down with Mrs. Potiphar, ended up into the prison. And even in the prison, he was helpful because the two high-ranking officials were also thrown into the prison. They both have a dream. And Joseph, being a dreamer, know how to interpret dream. And he said, you know, guys, I can help you interpret that dream. But remember, if you are out, remember me. And the guy who was restored back to his position, forgotten about him until the king had a dream and then the high-ranking official remembered and said, actually, there is one who can interpret dream. And you know the whole story. Joseph was taken out from the prison, ended up in the palace and then interpreted the king's dream and the king was impressed and he was so, so loved him and promoted him and, you know, Joseph ended up as second to the Pharaoh. And then there was a famine in the land, to cut a long story short, and everyone was looking for food, and the brothers seeking for food ended up in Egypt, and the vision fulfilled right before his very eyes. All of them bowing down. And then he inquired, there's one more. He said, there are ten of you, where's another one? Benjamin. And then the father, Jacob, later came. And this time, all of them, the sun, the moon, and all of them bowing down. And then you know the story. Joseph revealed himself. The brothers were terrified. That's where we come to this scripture. You know what? Joseph did not downplay the evil that they do. You know, sometimes we think as Christians, uh, we chin chai, bo chai, you know. We say, ah, it's okay, la. it's okay. La. No, no, it's not okay. When people hurt you, it is not okay. You are not a doormat. Ah, it's okay, la. turn the other cheek. Until some of us got no more cheek. Joseph said, you guys intended, another King James was saying, you guys meant it for evil. He called out evil. Evil meant y'all, what y'all did. Put me into a pit, sold me. Evil, man. And, and, and there's no denying. Sometimes the things we do to one another, evil, man. Evil. Let's call evil, evil. You guys meant, meant, you really meant to hurt me. But you know what? Hallelujah. I didn't get bitter. I got better. I wasn't doomed. I bloomed. And now you look gloom. Am I here this morning? God done it for good. God sent me here. If you read the following scripture, God sent me here to preserve nations. Sometimes we think the will of God has to do with our family. Oh, the blessings of God. Oh, God, bless me more, bless me more. How many of us got nation vision? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me go on. Now, this young girl, same thing. Let me read this scripture so that you can get the context. 
taken as a captive from Israel to serve Naaman's wife. And then she could have been doomed. But all the while, while serving her master, she saw every day the commander come back with his uniform and the moment he removed his uniform, leprosy is all over his body. And then she whispered to her mem, say, mem, if only master will see a prophet in Israel, he would cure him of his leprosy. Now imagine if you are the mate, the young girl. Where's your father? Where's your mother? Don't know. Do you get paid as a mate to a Syrian commander? I'm not sure. Probably you get free food. You're not going to be able to send money home. You don't even know where your family are. She could see herself as doomed. Doomed to this kind of life forever. But she didn't choose that state of mind. She decided one day, I will bloom. All right. Still talk about God. Still a believer in the God of Israel. Still have the courage to open her mouth and say, Ma'am, Ma'am, if master knows there is a prophet in Israel, he can heal him. You know the story, Second Kings, go back and read. You know what? Ma'am believe her, she must be trustworthy. Ma'am not only believe her, ma'am convey the message to Naaman. Naaman believe her. Nowadays it's hard to believe. And yet, her masters believed. And then Naaman went up to the king, asked permission to go to Israel. And didn't go alone. You know the story. He went to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel saw him come and said, Oh my God, have you tried to find fault with me? Who can heal you? You are just chari pasal. You want to invade, you invade la, don't get to find excuses. Am I God to heal you? You read all that. And then the prophet heard. It is sometimes we assume the palace has all the answer. And so the prophet said, send him. And you know the story, Naaman and the whole entourage with the golds and talents went to the house, small hut where the prophet was. And the worst part is the prophet refused to even come out and greet the chief distinguished army officer of the Syrian army. And Gehazi went out and said, Sir, my master said, if you can dip yourself in River Jordan seven times, you will be healed. He got offended. He said, is there no river in Syria? And he walked away. Angry. Good thing one of his assistants said, Sir, 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 
if he have asked you to do something more difficult, wouldn't you have done it? And then he convinced himself. Reluctantly, he went to River Jordan. Seven times. Why must seven? One time not enough, man. Reluctantly, he went. He dipped himself one time. See, see, see. Where got healing? Seven times. And the seventh time, he says here, his skin was like a baby. Sometimes people who are outside the faith have more gratitude. He didn't march off to Syria. He went back to the house where the prophet was wanting to reward. Say, please take whatever talent that you have. The prophet says, no. This is not the time. But Gehazi saw. <laughs> what an opportunity. So with that, they went home. Of course, Gehazi's heart followed the gold and the talent. And then chased after them. You know the story. I'm telling you Bible story, okay? And say, say, sir, 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 my master have a change of mind. Actually, he wanted some of the thing. You know the story. And then he took some of the gold and the talent and went back and kept it in his house and pretend to go back to the master's house, pretend nothing happened, blowing his whistle. <laughs> and then the prophet says, uh, where have you been? Nowhere. And then the prophet said, did you not know that my spirit went with you? The, lepros the leprosy that left Naaman is now upon you. And straight away, Gehazi had a leper. Now to cut a long story short, Naaman went home. Now who do you suppose will be the first he liked to see? Come on. Some of you will say, his wife? Maybe. But I think he would love to see the young girl. Can I give you another scenario? If Naaman was so generous with a prophet, so full of gratitude, what do you think this girl? Will she be rewarded? Yeah. Probably she will be blessed beyond her means and sent home as well. We, we don't know. I'm just reading into it. I, I don't know what happened. But I like to think this girl never remained the same she was in. Can I hear amen? She was not doomed. She bloomed. Can someone say amen? She bloomed. Many of us, if we are in the same given situation, we will have rot to the core. Life is unfair. God, how can you allow this? I didn't ask for this sickness. Why did my business go bust? Why did my marriage go down the drain? Why did my children turn out like this? Why is Malaysia, why, 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 like this girl? One day, and I pray your one day will come. I'm going to close. I pray your one day will come as you are, you know, hanging on there. 
as you are serving, I pray your one day will come where at an opportune time, you'll be able to say, God, that one introduction, that one blessing will change your life forever. Conclusion. I told you I only got one conclusion today. We may not be in control of circumstances, but God is in control. Someone say, Amen. We may not be in control of Malaysia, but God is in control in Malaysia. We may not be in control of this pandemic, but God is in control of this pandemic. Not Antichrist, but the Christ. We may not be in an ideal place right now, all of these individuals that I've mentioned, they were not in their perfect place. And maybe some of us here, you may not be in a place that you want to be. God, what am I doing here? All the wasted years. God, what am I doing here? You may not enjoy where you are right now. And then finally... Wherever we are, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We can be great influencer wherever God place us. Someone say, Amen. Amen. If you see yourself as a son of God, as a daughter of God, irregardless what is happening to your life, irregardless what is taking place right now, God is able to redeem God is able to turn it around. You are not doomed. You can bloom. Hallelujah. And if you stay there long enough and begin to let God, and the scripture tells us all things will work for good. Keep on pressing. All things will work for good. All things will work for good. Right? For them who loved Him and for them who are called according to His purpose. We are people of destiny. We do not need to succumb ourselves and subject ourselves and surrender and say there is nothing we can do. Let's surrender ourselves to God. God, you are my provider. God, you are my healer. God, you are my sustainer. God, you are my promoter. Hallelujah. God, you are. We bloom. We are not 